Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my private podcast, Braden's Besties. Did you know that I created a second podcast? It is exclusive only to members of the Braden's Besties Facebook group. If you have not already joined, go to www.bradensbesties.com where you can get signed up. Once you join the Facebook group, you will get access to a private podcast where I answer your questions from our Facebook group every single Monday. Episodes are five to 10 minutes long, super bite-sized, so you can dive in, get answers to the biggest questions you may have, and that's it, pretty straightforward. So go join the group, bradensbesties.com, and I will see you both here and over there on the Braden's Besties podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden. And on today's podcast, we are discussing why you should treat your business like an asset. So first things first, what is an asset? Well, I've pulled up a couple definitions, so we're going to dig into those. According to Investopedia, an asset is anything of value or a resource of value that can be converted into cash. So something that you can sell and make money off of, right? That's essentially what that definition says. They also tell us that an asset is something containing economic value and or future benefit. An asset can often generate cash flows in the future, such as a piece of machinery, a financial security, or a patent. So I like that they give this bullet point because to me, an asset is more than just something you can sell. Of course, that is the case, but it's also something that you can hold on to and that can generate money on your behalf. So you have the option of selling it whenever you want to, but in the meantime, like let it make you some money. They also say that personal assets may include a house, a car, investments, artwork, or home goods, all great things. If we look at the definition from Merriam-Webster, they share that the entire property of a person, association, corporation, or estate applicable or subject to the payment of debts. Not as clear of a definition, but you you get the point as to what an asset really is. It's something of value that you own, something of value that can generate more value for you. To me, treating your business like an asset means treating it like raising a child. So if you've been following the podcast for a while, if you read any of my blog posts, if you've read my book, you know that I love a good analogy. To me, it's the simplest way to teach. I'm all about it. So to me, treating your business like an asset means treating it like raising a child. You need to put in a certain amount of time nurturing the business just like you would a child. When your business is an infant, it may need constant care. So when we start a business, it needs our constant attention. We're probably the only one running the business and needs a lot of our time and attention. As your business continues to grow, you might need to trust others. This would be contracts and employees to help care for your business, just like we need to trust teachers and other caretakers with our children, right? It takes a village, so to speak. We've all heard the expression. The end goal should be developing a business that you can eventually 
uh, allow to leave the nest and operate without you, right? Our children become grown up, businesses become grown up. We want to see them flourish without us. And sure, the business may need to call home to ask you to schedule their dentist appointment, or maybe they need you to uh, drop some wisdom nuggets from time to time. And of course, you can spoil your business with your time, attention, and financial resources, even after it's a full-fledged adult and doesn't necessarily need you on a day-to-day basis. You get the picture. But the idea is, is once your business gets to that point, it should be your prerogative to do so. It should be up to your discretion as to when you want to help in the business. In order to get to that point, you need to consider that your business is an asset and you need to put the time into growing it as something that's separate and apart from you, something that has value on its own without you having to be involved on a day-to-day basis. Now, personally, I really like this parenting example. I think it makes a lot of sense. Although I'm not a parent myself and I don't intend to become one, I can imagine that watching a child move away from home is bittersweet. You may not be ready to let go, but you're also excited to have more freedom. Maybe to like convert that bedroom into like a craft room or something. That's what my mom did when I moved out. She got a new scrapbooking room. You You get the picture. Many businesses, uh, maybe many business owners can't imagine being able to step away from their business for more than a day or two. Um, I know right now my business can do a fair amount of work without me in it, but definitely it it can't like run without me right now, but that's what I want to work towards. And you might be thinking, well, that definitely can happen. That's not even something that I want to happen. Like that might be your thought right now, but we want to kind of reprogram those thoughts because we need to consider that the passion we have for our business right now, like maybe you're at the point in your business where you work 12 hours a day and you don't even mind working 12 hours a day because you love it so much. You're so passionate about it. You want to see it grow, but that passion you have now, you may not be able to maintain for years or decades if you're in this for the long term. or that passion may remain the same. Like that would be awesome. Right. But What if, you know, 20 years from now, you're still very, very passionate about your business, but you want to travel or maybe you have a spouse that's like, can you take some damn time off so we can go like go on vacation together? Uh, Maybe take like winters off. You get the picture. Take off longer chunks of time. And we can only do that if we grow a business that can be independent from us. In the book Clockwork, Mike Michalowicz talks about this in detail. So this is the same person who wrote Profit First. He has a lot of popular business books. Um, I've now read two of them. They were both great. But in Clockwork, he talks about how you need to develop um, a QBR. And I think that stands for Queen B. Queen bee something, queen bee rule. I don't know. I should have reviewed it before I started the podcast. But basically, it's like the one thing in your business that's like the key thing that's going to move your business forward. And that's kind of like the key, um, the key underpinning of this book. And oftentimes, like we are the queen bee in our business, although the queen bee role doesn't necessarily need to be covered by us. And he encourages you in this book to develop systems that allow you to have other people step in and cover this role for you when you're not there. Like you don't even necessarily need to provide that role. And he even goes to the point where he has you work up like a one or two year plan 
to where you can take a full four-week vacation. So four weeks, no email, no nothing, no computer, and allow your business to run without you. And that's not necessarily taking a four-week vacation where you're like, business is shut down for four weeks. It's business is running without you in the background. And then after that, you kind of realize, all right, this is what my business can do without me. If I ever am sick and can't be here, I know that I'm going to be covered. If I need to take a last minute trip, I know that I'll be covered. And it allows you to start to grow your business in such a manner that you don't have to be the sole person that's like there running the show. And this isn't, to be perfectly honest with you, this isn't something that I am like equipped to do right now, but having it in mind for the future of my business gives me something to work towards, something to where I can start to vision what things need to be in place in order to reach that goal. And I think that's a lot of, I think that's a, a lot that we don't think about. It's something that we don't really consider is that just because we're not ready to do something doesn't mean that we don't need to learn about it because just getting the level of awareness inside of your head allows you to see the future of what your business could look like. And when you're able to vision it, you're able to start making tiny baby steps that will set you up towards those goals in the future. Like if you wait until you need to be able to have a business that runs without you in order to set up the systems, it's gonna be too late, right? You you need to start implementing little steps now and move forward. So I've been talking a lot about this concept of, you know, letting your business leave the nest, so to speak. What does that have to do with treating your business like an asset? Well, let's dig into some thoughts shared in my Facebook group, Braden's Besties. So these are some thoughts from um, our fellow besties. I asked, I said, I'm recording a podcast about how to treat your business like an asset. When I say that, what does it mean to you? Uh, my friend Ashley Ebert, I interviewed her on the podcast a couple months ago about team building. She naturally said, building a team. So she thinks treating your business like an asset means building your team, your business as an asset, your business is something that's valuable. It's something that you could sell. It's something that generates income for you. And in order to scale your business, to make it uh a higher value entity, it probably needs to have a team that can run the show without you there, right? You can see how this relates to everything we've been talking about so far. Um, Carly says IP protection. So intellectual property protection. This is exactly something that I wanted to talk about. When I outlined the notes for this podcast episode, I was for sure going to talk a little bit about, about IP. So this means, IP means copyrights, trademarks, patents, trade secrets, all this kind of stuff. For most of us, it's trademarks and copyrights. So these are actually assets that our business can hold. If you own a trademark, that is an individual asset inside of your business, which is the overall asset. And when we have intellectual property protection, that increases the value of our business. If we own a trademark, that increases the value of the business because it means that we kind of have this uh, footing in the market. We have a brand value that cannot be taken from us. It's signed, sealed, delivered, that we have protection over that thing that we have trademarked. Same thing with our copyright. It's very, very important. My friend Jessica Rasdale, you should all go follow her. She teaches you how to be an impactful and amazing speaker. Jessica said that when she thinks about treating your business like an asset, it all comes down to profit margins, resale value, and insurance. So absolutely, right? Um, 
kind of a random example, but my mom has a very substantial Barbie collection. She collects like all pre-1970 Barbies. She doesn't really collect them anymore, but she still has them all. So she doesn't buy them anymore, but she still has them. She loves them. She looks at them, all that kind of stuff. And this is their assets, right? Like I often, I would always joke that if she sold all of her Barbies, she could have sent me to college like debt-free not to law school, undergrad, like undergrad, it was a lot cheaper, but they are highly valuable. So those are assets that she has. Um, hopefully they're going to appreciate in value and she can sell them at some point in time. Unlike our business, they don't generate income while they're appreciating, but that's okay. Like our house is kind of the same way. It's going to appreciate in value. It's not generating income in the meantime, but we can eventually sell it hopefully for a gain. So insurance, as Jessica mentions, it's really important because we need to insure the assets that we have. Circling back, the whole point I brought up the Barbies is that my mom definitely had uh, insurance for her Barbies, right? In case uh, we actually had two house fires growing up, this should be pretty telling for you. Um, my dad, like my dad, middle-aged man, during our house fire, the first thing he took out of the house, he called my uncle who lived down the street while the house, like while part of the house was on fire, they carried my mom's Barbie cabinets out of the house because they realized this was probably the most valuable asset that could be damaged inside the house. Like the money in the bank, that's fine. But inside the home, we're going to take out these Barbies. How else would you protect them? Well, with insurance. Um, profit margins are also very important as well, right? So are also very important. I have an episode coming up in a couple of weeks on why basically just thinking about revenue in your business is bullshit. So this is a little bit of uh, a sneak peek at what's to come. But ultimately, what we care about is your profit margin, right? If you are going to try to take a valuation of your business, like, if you make a million dollars a year, that's great. But if your expenses are $900,000 a year, you're not really that profitable. And we can say the same thing if you're at $50,000 of revenue, $50,000 of revenue with $40,000 of expenses, not awesome. Let's say you're making a little bit less than that $40,000, but you only have $10,000 in expenses. Well, now you have a lot more profit and that equates to a more valuable business, a better asset. Um, Jared shared that uh, treating your business like an asset means being able to sell it and make money off the sale. Exactly. So something we can think forward to. Um, Emily Reagan, you should all follow her as well. If any of you are VAs, she runs the unicorn uh unicorn VA business. Emily said that uh, treating your business like an asset means thinking about something that's going to create wealth for you. And this is essentially like what I had in the back of my mind when I contemplated this episode. For me, my business is something that's going to generate wealth for me now in the upcoming years and hopefully upon retirement, right? It needs to generate income that I can invest into other sources that's gonna build the wealth um, on the personal side of things, right? If we all wanna retire, we need to have some generated wealth, you get the picture. If you wanna create generational wealth, your business is a great way to do that. Suzanne shared that it's something that you invest time and money into, so it holds actual value, actual value, and grows more profitable over time, something that you own. So great note also from Suzanne. Um, in summary, I think that 
when we are starting our business, again, we think about our businesses, it's just like part of us, right? The business is just like part of who we are. It's how we generate money. But as we start to think about our business as something that's independent from us, we need to think about how can we bring value to our business? If we want to sell our business down the road, it needs to it needs to be valuable, right? It needs to have profit, like high profit margins. It needs to have its intellectual property dialed in. Even if that's not something that's on our mind right now, we need a wealth generating tool. So that also requires that we have a profitable business and it requires that we have a business that's protected from any kind of financial damage, which means that we have insurance if something goes wrong, means that we have solid contracts so that we don't have lawsuits coming after us that are going to take away the money and the income that our business is generating. And it means that we have proper systems to pay ourselves. If you have good profit, the next step is that you're sending some of that profit to your personal bank account. And from there, it means that some of the money in your personal bank account is going into these different buckets. It should be paying down debt that you might have. It should be putting money into a savings account to reach your savings goals. It should be putting money into retirement. Retirement can include a SEP or self-employed pension. That's a type of IRA, a SEP IRA, a solo 401k, lots of different options. A Roth IRA, if you don't have one, a great thing to set up. So you, you kind of get where we're going with this. These are all things that we want to be thinking about. And ultimately, our business is the way that we're going to generate wealth uh, in our lives. And in order to do that, we have to treat it like an asset. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was probably like a little bit preachy, but let me know your thoughts. If you like the episode, I would love for you to share it on your Instagram stories. Give me a tag. Um, tell me, are you treating your business like an asset or what does it mean to you to treat your business like an asset? Tell me on Instagram stories, make sure you join the Facebook group. Thank you for tuning in. And I will be back in your podcast feed next week. Have a good one. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.